up, everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting back in the Studio 1A here in downtown Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley. We are back for episode 49. Alongside me, as always, my co-hosts. To my right is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Chris, is this your favorite holiday? Holiday. Is it a holiday? Let's see here. April, we're recording on April 7th. And I don't know. It's it, opening day at Nationals Park. Oh, is it? Okay. I was going to say, like, I think it's maybe National Beer Day or something. Oh, all it these, is National Beer Day, All these day fake too. holidays that these companies make to sell more product. When is it going to be National Pacers Day so I can sell more shoes? But it is opening day. It's opening day. The weather looks like it's going to hold off here. And uh, they, they may be able to play some ball. Down there, uh, right next to your uh, store at Navy Yard mm-hmm. at National Stadium. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, also, welcome in our other co-host. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? It's also a national hug your post office carrier. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, they probably need a holiday <laughs> to give them. <laughs> they get know. lots of federal holidays. <laughs> oh, do, oh, well, no, yeah. I just, good publicity. Mm. It's, it's, it, I just feel like the post office um gets their tail kicked by a lot of folks because mm-hmm. they're a little slower. Well, not us. We encourage snail mail for our no, family. That's true. That's a good, good point. Mm-hmm. Do you what? guys know your post office carrier? Uh, I, I I could I would recognize him and say hello. I don't know his name. I haven't talked uh, to him. Didn't I tell this story on the show once? Maybe no. I didn't. Please share. When, when I was sitting on the porch at your house, you, me, and Julie that's were going right. to go jump on the train to go up to New York. Yeah. And, and I was just sitting there. On yeah. your porch, and the mail carrier came up and said, I have your mail. And I said, I don't live here. She goes, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if people have met Docs, uh, he probably had the long beard at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was last fall. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It, that was the uh, temporary. That, that was a substitute mail carrier. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my regular one. Also, it was a female man. Yeah. Female man. <laughs> exactly. All right, episode 49, guys. We are one away from 50. People said we'd never make it this far. We have, though. Mm-hmm. In your face, people. Do you guys get nervous before the show? Mm-mm. No. No? Yeah. Did you get nervous, you know, maybe back in episode one, two, three, four? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of did. I don't know if I get nervous before the show is now. I you're, got not letting, you're not letting Joanna answer. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just don't like the dead air, so I know I don't let people. I, can, I don't let people think. I know, but I always cut the dead air out. Oh, that's true. People think that you're very articulate, <laughs> right? Um, right. That's <laughs> creative editing there. Yeah. Very, very true. Um, I don't think I got nervous. Well, maybe the first time because I really didn't know what we were going to talk yeah, about. That's true. Yeah, I was nervous last week as we uh, had the wind whipping through the microphones. I was nervous. This was a horrible idea to go off site and go to Crystal City for the 5K Fridays. It was a horrible idea. <laughs> but I actually don't think it sounded that bad. It ended no. up working out. Yeah, it worked, yeah. I think. Fortunately, uh, Docs had the good uh, idea to move, and we got out of the wind tunnel. But the the show was named, what was it, Wind Tunnel? Testing? Wind Tunnel Testing, maybe? Wind Tunnel mm-hmm. Testing. Yeah, that was a creative name. I, I to to your to your question, yeah. I feel like we have enough shows under our feet that we we can have a bad show. Yeah, that's fine. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, today is not going to be the bad show. Today is a big show. Mm-hmm. Good show to get to here today. Will you tell us at the top when we're going to have a bad <laughs> yeah, show? Yeah, I'll let you know when it is a bad show. But today, not that one. Uh, this is a big show planned today for episode forty nine. A lot to get into here. We're going to talk uh, in the news, of course. Uh, we've got a, I think it's either a national or a world record to talk about in the news. Mm. Uh, we want to talk about the Beer Mile, which, of course, we are uh, the official media sponsors of. That's July 9th there in Navy Yard, right down by where the Nationals play ball. Uh, we're going to get Sometimes. It, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About half the time. Uh, yeah, because ha- the other half the time they are away. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get into Clarendon construction. A lot of amazing updates there. And this could be our last week of this segment. So I'm excited to get into that. Uh, we're gonna. I want to talk about Dox's running. He's got his foot there in a uh, ice bucket mm-hmm. here in the studio. So we got to talk about that. That's ominous. Uh, <laughs> we also have... Uh, very excited to be joined by... Our guest on the phone will be Bob Thurston. So Bob is an official course certifier 
Uh, he's a USATF course certifier. He does races like the Crystal City 5K Fridays, uh, many other races in the area. He's worked on races such as the Marine Corps Marathon, et cetera, et cetera. So he's the guy who uh, will go out and measure the course, and he's going to tell us how he does it and makes it official, an official distance, which all Pacers running races are. And most races around D.C. that you run are USATF certified official race, race courses, and he's going to tell us how that works. Because, you know, guys, a lot of times you'll run a race and your GPS will say something and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it may be different than, than what you expected the, uh, the, the the course distance to be, and he's going to tell us why. And before GPS, you just look at your finishing time and you're like, no way, I'm way faster <laughs> than that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. GPS has screwed everything up. Uh, but before we get to that, I do want to highlight that uh, our one-year anniversary is coming up. That's true. We've, is it? Are we going with a, a one-year anniversary or a one-year birthday? Uh, well, I was thinking one-year anniversary. That always se- seems like it mm-hmm. rolls off the well, tongue so, faster. Sometimes, I mean, we've been saying it's our anniversary, and then we're talking about it's a birthday party. I like anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think anniversary is what I would lean towards but mm-hmm. uh you can convince me docs i don't know his birthday I'm, is i'm not trying to argue anything i just, just ask, you're posing the question yeah. okay or can we just throw them both out it's a one year birthday anniversary party mm-hmm. i think you can go for either yeah all right let's be inconsistent and go with both yeah i guess an anniversary yeah anniversary is when you get well let's say let's or, say like this uh, well an anniversary is when an event happens okay so that could be that's more appropriate than a birthday, which is when a birth happens. Right. Yeah, but I was thinking like... But this was the birth of the show last it was. year. Yeah, and it's more likely that you get gifts at a birthday party than an anniversary Ooh, yeah, party. Yeah, birthday that's is true. it. Yeah, birthday. <laughs> but you guys were talking about this paper stuff mm-hmm. uh-huh. last week. Or clocks. That, clocks. Clocks uh-huh. and papers would be more what we would give each other right. <laughs> in an anniversary situation. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, um, I guess I'll ask the audience. We've got another week to decide. Uh, as we sit here, this show will come out on April 11th, so you know we'll still have 11 days. So if anybody wants to tweet us and let us know whether it's a birthday or an anniversary, what's more appropriate? Or or a third option. Mm-hmm. Or a third option. Mm-hmm. We we do like to harness our uh, our audience to make decisions for us or to help us make decisions. Yeah, we don't always go with what you've recommended. Mm-hmm. Well, we ask a lot of questions. Right. Are we good listeners? Mm, I don't know if that <laughs> necessarily is the case, uh, but uh, but we will um, we will take your feedback, and you can tweet us at Pace the Nation. Let us know what you think: anniversary or birthday. Tweet us at Pace the Nation. Let us know. We also asked last week, guys, about uh, what to name the beer mile, and I wanted to talk about the beer mile specifically. Again, I'm not sure we are taking advice of the folks who chimed in for that, but um, it can't hurt. It, yeah, it, it definitely can. But we do appreciate your feedback on that. The, the name is still sort of pending out there, mm-hmm. but it is going to be July 9th. It's uh, the the beer mile that Pacers Running is putting on, and Pace the Nation, of course, is the official media sponsor. Uh, and and Docs, I think you had talked to Race Director Kathy Dalby last week. And you pose some questions to her, right? Well, I've I got some interesting questions since we've announced it, and and people think that uh, I'm the authority on right. on, <laughs> on the race, which is fine. One of the strangest questions that I got from multiple people mm-hmm. was, "Can girls run?" Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Well, that's the same thing." I said, "Of course they can run, and they can and they can run faster than me and drink faster <laughs> right, than me." Right. Yes, I mean these are maybe some of my friends, but yes. Girls can run, of course. Of course it's 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 uh, yeah. Open it is to a women. that's a, that's a funny question. I would have never thought we would have got that. Yes, <laughs> it is definitely open to men and women alike. What do they think this is like the sixties? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who no, are these people asking you no, these questions? Only, uh, yeah, only girls can serve us beers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then they need to be quiet. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what about the sandwiches? They have to make sandwiches too, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, there better be snacks after I throw yes. up. <laughs> That's sarcasm from Docs. Just, just I want to just make sure everybody understands. <laughs> no, that. yes, of course. Yeah. This is this is open yeah. to men and women. Of course, yes. Well, the other thing I learned is that they they plan to have registration in a couple of weeks. So people have been yep. asking us when are when are we going to be able to register? 
The answer is it, it will be in a couple of weeks. And it looks like they're going to have eight heats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably throwing out information that uh, might not be f- uh, final. Yeah, but everything is subject to change. But you can speculate. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, so we can yeah. speculate. Yeah. So, and I know we talked about on on the uh, show before. I asked if we could have a Kaishai heat. Mm. Right. But and I, of course, signed off and said yes. You of did. Course. But then I talked to somebody who the makes boss. decisions, right. <laughs> uh, and that's not happening. But I was told we could probably put together kind of a pace the nation heat. Okay. So if people want to, if if people want to register to the pace the nation heat. Uh, we could probably do that. Now, they're not going to close it just for that, right? Right. Um, so I, I know that they're going to they're gonna have maybe eight heats of 25 people, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to put um, – and, and so we can try to all get into the same heat. Okay. So I think that uh, should be a drop-down on the uh, sign-up if, if you are a Pace the Nation listener and want to get into the Pace the Nation heat. I think that's a, that's a great idea, being the official – Media sponsors, I'm sure we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you said before when I asked you if we could have a guy shy heat, right. so I'll just talk to Kathy right. uh, about this. But looks like the information should hit the website May 1st. Yep. So everybody who's interested in signing up and, and looking for uh, uh, information, let's you're getting exclusives here. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So May 1st... Uh, be on the lookout, and we'll continue to talk about it every week. Uh, we're very excited about the event. We'll be broadcasting from the event. We'll be participating in the event. Joanna says she's not going to run. That's correct. But I don't know. We'll see. Mm. There will. Be, I'm sure there'll be a Russo out there running. There will be a Russo yeah, out yeah, there running, and hopefully it's Joanna and other Russos <laughs> out there. So that's an event. That's again July 9th. Mark your calendar. Make sure that you can come down to Navy Yard. July 9th, that's a Saturday night, and be ready to run and have a good time, drink a couple few beers. Can we talk about couple few? A couple few, yeah. 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 Southern people really like to say that. Oh, uh, really? Uh, you, you, you are saying... You're saying that I this am is This is one Southern. of those times when it's convenient for Joanna to be from New Jersey. Yeah, I know. Here you go. I know. You're saying I'm Southern, which... Uh, well, because I mean, never, I never heard anyone use the phrase couple so, few but, until I moved here. Well, Southern, to me, is below, I think... We are below the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not a big maps guy, but, <laughs> but below Northern Virginia, I would say, is Southern. Yes. Okay. But D.C., Northern Virginia, not Southern. Okay. But you guys North still Carolina use some southern phrases. Why you? Why North, you throw me in the mix? Why are you? Uh, you're you're New Jersey. You're I'm all from over. all over. Yeah, you're a little all over. So he's. I, I would I'm say all over the map. I'd say you mostly identify with Northern Virginia. So you're not southern either. But my mom, who's from outside Winston Salem, that's southern. Maybe I picked it up from her. I don't know. Maybe that's true. All right. How what, what how would you describe a couple few? A few, not say. Couple and few mean two different things. I know. Yeah, that, oh, I that, that's I why. Know that. So it's okay. difficult to say how would you describe a couple, couple few. No, a couple few. A couple. I would choose one or the other. Okay. Like I wouldn't say a couple of few. I'd either say a couple or a few. Couple uh, or a few. And in this case, I would say at least four. Okay. Yeah. In this case, you we actually to qualify for the uh, for the race, you have to drink four. So okay, more than a few. Then come hang with us for more than a few beers. How about that? All right. That's that's all right. Yeah. That'll be it. All right. So that passes mustard with her. Great. Uh, Docs. Want to talk about the phrase passes mustard now? (laughs) (laughs) I just like to throw out random cliches. Again, one new word every, uh, or cliche every every. Can we talk about what cliche means? Yeah, we know (laughs) cliche. So, Docs, we've had a few questions this past week about uh, race distances and the actual accuracy of the Crystal City 5K uh, for the 5K Friday race. And... You know, we do have a certifier who measures it every year, I believe, or every few years, maybe a couple few years. Maybe every couple few yeah, years. I'm, I, I, we'll have you to beat ask. me to it. <laughs> we'll have to ask him. But uh, there is an official way to actually measure courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I've run races, like I've run a marathon where I finished and it was uh, 26.6 miles on my GPS. GPS watch. Uh, I believe when I ran... Uh, you know, I believe when I ran uh, the half marathon in in Miami, you know, it came out to be thirteen point six or something like that. I have a a ball of yarn that's twenty six point two miles <laughs> long, 
And I ran when I ran the marathon. It ran out well before I got to the finish line. Yeah, okay. I, I drag it. I tie it to the start line, and then I drag it behind me. Well, uh, I think that that is a that's a great way to uh, measure courses. But I think there's better ways out there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know if you guys have had that experience where uh, you your 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 garments have been different than the actual race distances. Yeah. Yeah. Did I did the Woodrow Wilson Bridge half marathon? Yep. And. It cracked me up when you when you get to the first mile. It's like everybody's watch beeps. It, like right, ninety percent of the people that you're running with have a GPS watch, and they all beep at the first same mile. time. Then the second mile, there's a little bit of a, a disparity. Yep. But then when you get by, you know, like eighth or ninth mile, you've got just like for ten seconds, just nonstop beeping. beeping. Yeah. So you can see even everybody's running in the same race, but you can hear all these people at these mile markers. You hear how spread out the GPS watches are. And so clearly, uh, there's not like, – like if you say there's 10 people in the pack and they're all spread out like that, they all have GPS watches. Obviously, um, the GPS watches aren't actually accurate. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I, would, I would agree with, agree, agree with you. And, uh, you know, it, that's been my experience as well. And it, it's sometimes it's a little before the, the mile mark or maybe a mm-hmm. little after. Uh, Joanna, you had the same sort of – experience yeah well whenever like if it's a half marathon whenever your watch beeps 13.1 you just stop like race is over for Mm -hmm. you that's your pr and then you yell at somebody bring me my medal here yeah exactly that's (laughs) how it works right all right we're gonna ask all these questions that question about stopping you know before the finish line and asking the volunteer to bring the medal we'll ask him about the ball of yarn Mm -hmm. we'll ask bob thurston who is a usatf course certifier we're gonna ask him all these questions and more next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to Pace the Nation. Now, guys, we're very excited to be joined by USCTF course certifier Bob Thurston. Bob, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, A lot of people don't know who you are or know what you do uh, at all, but you are a course certifier, and that is different than a course measurer. Is that correct? Um, it, it's some overlapping things. Most people most people who are certifiers do a lot of measuring, and that would include me. But essentially, a certifier is someone who's authorized to sign off on a course being uh, considered correct. Um that, that is the right distance. And uh, anyone can actually measure a course. Um, can put a little plug here. We're, looking for, we're still looking for lots of measurers. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, a measurer can uh, submit results to somebody like me, depending on the jurisdiction. I'm the certifier for D.C. and for Virginia. And um, there's a certifier for every state. Um, and someone can submit their results in a certain format, but that person who the certifier will basically decide, yes, this is certified, and um, send it on up the line to be registered on a national uh, data bank and national registry. How, how would somebody who measures a course get a hold of uh, a certifier? Um, the same way anybody who's interested in any of this can find, um, for instance, a measured um, certified course or uh, any information about measuring, and that's by going to usatf.org, and under Products and Services, click on Course Certification, and um, this whole crazy world opens up to you. <laughs> you, can, you can look for courses, you can look for how to measure a course, there's a whole manual, you can look for the forms, you can look for tools like the counter that we use, and all that kind of stuff. That's just, it's a it's a very rich uh, uh, website. So how does one become certified to be a course certifier? Well, uh, that's, that's mostly by, by experience and the expertise that you show as a measurer. So typically somebody starts out measuring some courses, and then most people can get to see how uh, professionally they do the math, how professionally they... Uh, do a map. When I say professionally on um, the map, I I mean that it's complete for our by our definitions. 
And you yeah, should, you no. guys should see his map draw. I mean, he's an artist. The way he draws maps, you gotta, you gotta have, <laughs> you gotta have some good penmanship too, like Bob has. Well, well, Chris, um, I, I'm sort of a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> there's a whole, whole lot of uh, course measures, including a lot of the certifiers that have gone completely to computer-drawn maps. Right. And I, I think there's. Uh, there's some pros for that, and one of the pros on that is it's easier to put those up on a website and have them look good. But um, I, you know, there's there's some advantages to hand drawn maps as well. Which one of the ones I'll just name one is that uh, a map is map. By the way, does not have to be to scale. Um, it just really has to show all the important information. And in and here's our ideal world that I could take a map of a course in D.C. and somebody comes in and they're from um, Norway or something and they, mm-hmm. they've never been in this country. We have Norwegian can... listeners, so that was a good example. Yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they're not familiar with Washington, D.C., but they look at this map and all the information they need to, to conduct a course correctly would be right there on the map, exactly where the start and the finish are. Any... But any, any turnaround point, those are very obviously critical to the course length. So they would be able to go right there and find them, even if the, even if there was a nail and it had been paved over or something, right. even if, even if all that kind of thing. So that's our ideal. And so by hand drawing a map, I can squeeze and expand. And basically, as somebody put it, what you're really doing is drawing a caricature of the course. You know, you're not, you're not drawing the exact way that it looks from, you know, from the space station. So a lot of folks think that they you just use computers and maybe drive it with your, uh, you know, your car to get the actual mileage or maybe GPS watches. What are the tools that you use as a measurer and a certifier to actually get these course measured correctly? Let me see if I stop me if I go too long. I love uh, talking about <laughs> this stuff, but um, uh, you, you start with a certified calibration course. Now that. That's measured with a steel tape, okay. And you you have to measure it at least twice, and uh, it's got to be at least three hundred meters long. Some some cal courses are a thousand feet. Some are. Uh, when I first started, I measured on a calibration course that was a mile and a half long because they believed at that time it was better to have a really long one. Mm-hmm. And um, so you ride your bicycle. Um, once you've got your calibration course, uh, there's a counter that goes on the front wheel of your bike called the Jones counter, and there have been various versions of it, but a fellow invented this back in the 70s, I think. Um, he, he, um, but it's, it's basically a counter that, that just keeps turning over numbers okay. as you ride, and you, um, you, you get the you record the counts in, in each direction of measuring the calibration course. You make at least four rides, average your rides in terms of number of counts, and then um, use a calculator to, to, to convert those that number to how many counts per kilometer you need or how many counts per mile you need. That's calibrating your bike. So now you're set up and you've got a constant calibration factor. Uh, go on to measure your course. Um, at least twice, and the results have to agree within a very small amount. Okay. Um, and when we measure the course, I'll probably come back on this point again. I have to. I'm required to measure the very shortest possible uh, path that could be taken on the course. Now, so does that mean you're you 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 can't go over sidewalks, but you're going pretty tight to the sidewalk, cutting cut, the tangents? Exactly. Exactly. I'm not. You know, because most race rules do not. Expect the runners to go on sidewalks. Sure. But, uh, yeah, but it's within the road uh, boundaries. So it's the um, shortest tangent you can get. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and the, the rules of it are pretty much modeled on track rules. Uh, when, when you run on the track with a curb, mm-hmm. uh, the measured path is considered to be 30 centimeters, basically, metric for one foot, uh, out from the curb. And when there's no curb, the measured path is considered to be Eight inches out from the curb, twenty centimeters. So, are you getting uh, so down in? Are you getting down and like checking if it's eight centimeters on these tangents or these turns? No, no. Um, <laughs> okay, good. 
Uh, that sounds like a lot of work if you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. No, you know that. Um, you have to be within that. Okay. So um, I'm usually measuring inside of, of a foot okay. at a curb. Gotcha. Except those cases where it would be kind of dangerous to ride a bike in that little space. You know, cracks, holes, whatever. So sure. you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, but part of the... Well, let me finish the first procedure, sure. and then I'll explain one more thing. Um, so you've got to measure twice. They have to, the results have to agree within point of eight percent, um, or you know that's that's close. Um, if you get two results that are that close, then you go recalibrate. Make sure your bike hasn't lost a bunch of air or something else might have happened, and from that you can do all the calculations that you need to. Uh, do the final placement of the start and finish or turn around in whatever way that you're going to adjust okay. uh, the length of the course. You go, then you've got the documentation to do, which sort of takes a lot longer. <laughs> and he's literally guys like he is saying, so I, I've read his course certified uh, maps and he will say the telephone pole that is number 57 labeled number 57 Five feet from that, east of that, will be, you know, the mile marker. So those are the type of directions you're giving, specific directions that you're giving on these maps, right? Yeah, yeah, because we know paint doesn't last forever, right? Right, right. So you can't so, just mark the you can't just mark the ground and say that's that's the mark. Yeah, uh, you're using. Well, the, we 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 like we like to mark the ground, and uh, and uh, you do get into problems uh, when we're on national park territory um this is not to be done so right so we have to mark it other way so so you've done the crystal city 5k friday course and you know there were some questions this week to us uh through email and twitter that mm-hmm. saying that you know the, the course was long you know we had a few runners who said it's 3.3 miles on my gps and why is that can you explain that yeah. to to us and our, our listeners um I cannot completely explain that. Um, let me say this about the whole issue and Crystal City in particular. Um, race directors all over the country have been bombarded ever since since we got to the day when everybody had a GPS. Um, almost always GPS devices tell you that the course is longer than what it really is. Mm-hmm. There's there's several reasons for for it. One is there's a general bias in the GPS devices that, that tends to make your distances covered read long. Um, and, and I don't want to get it because there's so many different ways it could happen. Uh, one of the ways sort of relates to Crystal City because in Crystal City and places like that um, where there's tall buildings, um, the, the signals from the satellites can reflect off of, off of buildings. Mm-hmm. And so you, it will deceive your uh, device as to you know where it is because it'll get the signal and it makes things one place when it's some other place the the devices uh claim generally to have an accuracy of within 10 meters and if i'm not mistaken um i've i've plotted this i have a gps uh tracker that i that i put right on my bicycle when i'm measuring so that i can click on it and get a waypoint for different mile marks. Right. And then I can go on G- on Google Earth and, and look at those marks. And usually they're pretty close. And a lot of them really do stretch that, you know, 10 meters. Like they're right up there 10 meters away, 30 feet away from where I should be. And I have to move it to the right place and, and before I finalize it. But once we're on Crystal City and sometimes in places like Roslyn with the tall buildings, um, Downtown D.C., same thing. I can find them. I've found them like 100 feet away. Okay, so that's pretty significant. So now if, you, yeah. if, you're running, if you're running along and all of a sudden, for some reason, your GPS device catches a signal off a building, it, it just places you 100 feet away. And, and, and then the next time you're back on the course, oh, well, we got an extra 200 feet just by that <laughs> happening. Right. That's one thing. Let me just say, there's, there's another thing that's, almost always a factor in in these courses reading long and that is that most people are not able even if they were thinking about it they're not able to run the same course that we have to measure got it okay like like if you're a front runner maybe you could 
but you're more likely going to follow the vehicle in front of you or whoever's leading. Um, but you might because you'd have to go really to all the tangents like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. If you're in the middle of a pack, it's not available because you have to run over people. Right. You right. get knocked down. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's, right. that's that's how Farley runs his races. Actually. No, I don't. <laughs> Knocking everybody down <laughs> so that you can cut no. those tangents. No. I actually had I I ran once um when I was on on a vacation and the there was like a at, at the hotel they had a mile and a quarter loop that we could run on and then when I plugged mm-hmm. in my GPS watch half of the track was running out into the over the ocean. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> right. So I'm not sure how accurate that was, but I do appreciate that Garmin thinks I walk on water. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So GPS can be definitely not accurate. Now you've done longer. Go, go ahead, Bob. This one cracks me up because somebody even took took a a Garmin into a um, a gym and they got on a treadmill. Right. And they ran with it. Right. And they they were amazed to see that they'd been all over the neighborhood. Right. Exactly. By the time they finished their run. Right. <laughs> Well, Bob, you do uh, Crystal City for us. You also do longer races like Marine Corps. You've been doing the Marine Corps Marathon since 1983. Now, that is a – I mean, how long does it take you to go out and measure Marine Corps? Because they changed the course probably five years ago, so you probably have to do it pretty frequently, right? It's a rare year when they don't make a change. Yep, right. Put it that way. Right. Around this time of year, that's when I find out. Here's what we're going to do, Bob. All right. So then, well – the Marine, it's it's a pleasure to measure it because I get such tremendous support from the Marine Corps Marathon, in particular from uh, the operations manager Brett Smith. Mm-hmm. He he makes sure that he's there with a great big van behind me when I'm measuring on any kind of dangerous road. Right, and um, people respect that. They say, "Oh, Marine Corps Marathon. Oh, yeah, or I was a Marine, or I run the marathon." You know, everybody loves the Marine Corps Marathon. Right. So if they can see what you're doing, it. It makes them think twice. Yeah, yeah. and are you so? Are you button. biking? You're so you're out on one ten during a you know, yeah. during the day, yeah, during like a, a fairly busy day where there's traffic. Um, well, if, if it's a highway part of the Marine Corps Marathon, we'll almost we'll pretty much always try to do it on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. Okay, early, like we start at five o'clock, right? And just get out there and and do those parts. There are certain parts, as you can imagine, like the mall that I can, I can just do that on my own almost, almost any time. Sure. Um, even the, even then, Sundays Sundays are a great day to measure. But but a lot of these parts you can do on your own. Rock Creek Park that's kind of dicey, and uh, w- even with a car behind me, I, I I don't like to be in there much after six o'clock in the morning because it just get the traffic gets too fast and people are in a big hurry. Right. Right. Um, now the reason Rock Creek Park is tricky is because it's it's not just the bike a car behind me, but to measure the shortest course, I'm almost always switching lanes. You know, you, you but mm. the thing snakes around, so I got to go next to the yellow line. The next minute, I'm over next to the gutter. And, so you're and darting in and out of of different spots, right? Yeah, yeah. In terms of traffic, you know, I'm trying to ride a straight line, but yeah. Uh, it, it, it takes a number of different days to do it and do it in segments for the most part. So what happens is there, there's, there's a difference between measuring the distance and marking where the miles are. So it would be kind of a mistake to start from the start and just start marking the miles because you don't know how the whole measurement's coming out. Right. But if you completed the measurements, you know how it comes out and they're not going to move the finish. <laughs> right. So, you know, if, if it's too, if it's too long, you got to move the start forward. If it's too short, you got to move the start back, and uh, to minimize the amount of surprise that that brings, uh, what everybody does nowadays is use computer measurement, uh, either on on Google Earth or or one of the, I would say, the Google Map applications, which mm-hmm. include Map My Run or uh, Milometer or America's Running Routes, and there's a whole bunch of them. And they they will plot your course on um, Google Maps, and you can you can if you get a little bit skilled at doing it, you can get really really close to the right distance. So, Bob, when you say that the Marine Corps changes the course every year, do you have any input into the changes that happen to courses, or do you help plot them at all? Or are you just certifying? 
I'm almost always under-certifying. They, they, they have a good handle on all the factors that they need to consider. Sometimes the police will, in one jurisdiction, will tell them, oh, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they want to do something and they can't. Well, uh, let me go back to 2013. I think that was a year I had to do three different certifications for me, core marathon course. And it all had to do with what we were going to be allowed to do in the um, east end of the mall near um, near the reflecting pool in front of the Congress, in front of the Capitol. So it depended because what they could get from, from Park Service, like the permits they could get. So you had to do three different... Yeah, it's, it's, see, so you got Park Service, you got MPD, right. and you have Capitol Police. Capitol Police. Yep, you right. knew all about all the yep. stuff that was doing races. But uh, the, the first objection came from... Uh, Capitol Police that wouldn't allow us to use one road we thought we could and then the next change came because uh, um, MPD said oops no you can't run right. that particular that particular block of that street and you know it just went on like that and so that that was the year that on the Friday before the Sunday of the race uh, we had to go out and measure this was definitely not wow a that's great not ideal hour to do measuring Two yeah, days before the but, event, but, that's rough. But, but um, you know, I, I was a little, it was a little easier because all I had to do was measure the differences, measure the difference the new new configuration would cause at the east end of the mall, and then we had to go measure. Runners probably remember, remember it too because we had to go up that little hill toward the, toward the Shoreham. I do remember. Yep. Hotel. Yep. Instead of instead of being able to turn around at the end of the island. Right, that was different. Right. So, so we didn't try to fix the miles, and 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 mile seven is right across the uh, parkway from mile eight. And when I went by mile eight, I, I was talking to the guy. I said, "People might yell at you because they're going to say this mile was way too long," and and they're right. <laughs> right. People in mile seven, they came over and said, "Is our is our mile correct, sir?" <laughs> yes, this is right. right. They were cheering. Mile eight was wrong. Right. Hey Bob, is there is there a dollar amount I can pay you to certify it about seven miles short this year? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, that's that. I'm not sure Brett that- and Rick and those guys over at Marine Corps are going to let uh, that fly. So- somebody tricked me into signing up for this year, and uh, oh, it'll be a great time. Nineteen miles is is more uh, my yeah. pace. Uh, yeah, well, now seems to be marathon seems to be. A glory day these days. Yeah. But I'm, so that's okay. Yeah, do, no, I think it's going to be a 20... Do, do, do smart pacing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good call. It's going to be a 26.2 mile marathon this year, Doc. Sorry. Uh, so, Bob, before we get you out of here, has there any been like close calls? Because you're probably biking down one-way streets, and it sounds like traffic is there. Have you ever been hit by a car? Have you ever fallen off your bike? Have you injured yourself? Anything close call or or a real injury that's happened to you when you're doing certifications? No, um, there really there really hasn't been. Wow, um, that's impressive. And that's kind of a surprise, but um, um, see, my my wife might listen to this, and that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, no. <laughs> all right, see, because he's a daredevil out there. He really is. <laughs> he's amazing. You should watch no, him. No, um, and not that I haven't started to do silly things. Right. Um, Luckily, most people will honk before you know before they run over you. So, <laughs> no, no. The, the real the real answer to your question is, um, I think a lot about it because it's obviously not the great. That's why I choose certain times to do things, and um, whenever I'm on a place with with serious traffic, I make sure I have somebody um, kind of running interference behind me. Yeah, preferably. Uh, um, official with a with a you know with a police car with a police um, car yeah and but but um, the Marine Corps Marathon van is almost as good just because of yep. the you know kind of the <laughs> presence of the Marine Corps thing is is um, impressive to people but yeah yeah it's just not um, some places you 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 can't don't have time to stop and explain. You, right. you have to. You just got to go. Be out there and do it. Yep. And just do it. Do it carefully. So, but do, I wouldn't. You know, I I I I wouldn't want people to think it's always dangerous to. No, do no, it, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, 
He's wearing a bike Some? helmet. I've seen him out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but, but Bob, uh, do, do, now you've certified all these courses. Do, do you get a chance to run any of these races yourself anymore? Not, not for a while. Um, I developed a pretty bad um, hip, and uh, from all those times he fell off the bike. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. his, all those times he didn't yeah. fall off. The yeah, bike. those didn't fall off the bike. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I guess it's from years and years of doing. Too much, you know, demanding too much on my legs. But I just, I just got a hip replacement. And there you go. It's great, and I, I'm, I may be out there and run some of those, run some go. of Good. those events. Well, we got, um, we got plenty. It's, of... it's always kind of interesting if a measurer goes to see how the race is done. Yeah, right. In their mind, in our minds, it's done a certain way, and then sometimes other measures tell me this a lot as they go, and and somebody just puts us finish at a different place and say, well, why is it here? We thought it looked better over here. <laughs> Chris, I know you guys would never do that. No, we would never But there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of these race people that will uh, put it wherever they feel like it. I hope at Marine Corps it looks good on the, uh, on the bridge before you get to Crystal City. <laughs> yeah. right. All right, Bob. I, I really appreciate your time. This has been interesting, informative. Uh, I think cleared some stuff up for me and some of the listeners. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, and um, one more time, we need lots of measures. If <laughs> you can get my contact information on that same USATF.org uh, website. Yep, you can. And, uh, uh, you I'll, can get, I'll sign you up. You can get their information on the USATF.org website, or you can tweet us at Pace the Nation. We will point you in the right direction of Bob Thurston. He's a USATF course certifier. He does all the Pacers races. He does the Marine Corps Marathon. He does pretty much everything here in D.C. and Virginia. Again, thanks a lot, Bob. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. There he goes. That's Bob Thurston. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Bob Thurston for joining us here on Pace the Nation. Uh, it was cool of him to tell us about uh, course certification, course measurement, stuff that uh, people just don't even think about when they come to a road race. There's a lot of math and science that goes into it. People <laughs> need to you know, get off the scientists, you know? Right, <laughs> I know. But uh, I think he uh, explained a couple things about the GPS. Uh, the buildings, I think, were a big factor. Uh, he also said that uh, it's just inherent to the GPS devices to be off. They, yeah, they're they're not accurate. They're just not. I mean, you can you can run the same route from your house. Yep. Uh, and then, it, like, if I say that I'm running. Um, well, I'll, I'll say, f for this example, I'm going for a 15-mile run. Right. Uh, because since it's a hypothetical, I w might as well make myself look better, right? <laughs> right. But right. if I'm going to go for a 15-mile run and then I finish, like, you know, I could finish at the neighbor's house today right. or then have to finish on the other side of the neighbor's house, even though you ran the same route. The, the GPS watches are not accurate. It just, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're a good ballpark, but not totally accurate. But, but what's weird is that you still, well, I think most people are like this, not just me. That you still like, you'll add on a little bit so that oh, you watch. So yeah, oh, I did. So uh, so it gets to those I zero did, zero. Did that, I did that today. I, I, I'm sorry that I didn't get to your question about the 26.2 mile ball of yarn. Mm -hmm. Oh no! I know. I uh, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, uh, you know, before we interviewed him about asking that, but then I thought, well, that's probably pretty stupid because how big would this ball of yarn <laughs> actually be? Like, literally, how big do you think the ball of yarn would be? Well, if you if you lay it out end-to-end, -end, probably 26.2 miles. Right, but I'm just saying, if you had it balled up, how uh -huh. big are we talking? Is it as big as the studio? Well, how thin is the yarn? I'd say it's yarn size. You know, like regular Joanna, yarn size. Joanna, you... You're big on all these roadside attractions that are mm -hmm. so. So I'm sure you know what the biggest ball of yarn is. Right? Yeah, it's in uh, Cocker City, Kansas. Okay, obviously. Yeah, right. and it's um, seven point eight million feet long. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's got to be longer than twenty six point two. Well, this sounds like more math. <laughs> yeah, way too much. But I would imagine. So how big? How big is it all? All wound up. Uh, Forty feet in circumference. Yeah, about. See? Okay, so it's about 1,700 feet for a mile, 1,770 or so. So it, it, that's well over 26 miles. 
I mean, I can't do the math on that, but... All this does is prove my point that it's not that big of a deal for me to have a 26.2-mile <laughs> ball I'm of yarn sorry. in a race. I'm sorry we didn't ask Bob about that. That's yeah. too bad. All right. Well, it was great to have Bob join us and tell us the actual right way to uh, certified courses. He uses a Jones counter. I actually mm-hmm. knew what a Jones counter was. That was cool. On his bike. Bikes around uh, all of D.C. like a madman. And, uh, well, if his wife's listening, he's very safe. But uh, gets the accurate uh, courses. But those are, that's some in- interesting things in this, right? Yeah. First of all, that he's measuring all the tangents. And when you're running in a pack, you're not able. Right. I think you, you said this this uh, before. What's this? You were talking about is it like running in lane five of the track? Right. right? Exactly. Um, so if if you're if you're running on the outside, if you're not able to to cut in, of course you're going to be running longer. Second of all. Uh, the GPS watches, as great of a tool they are, they're not accurate. Totally. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I know all Pacers races are, are actually certified by Bob. So, you know, they're going to be a little different on your watch and just be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. All right. It was a big week for me, my birthday. Oh, yeah, the big 4 I know. I'm... I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm ready was for. Was it, it your birthday or your anniversary? No, it was actually <laughs> my birthday. I'm, I'm glad it's over finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was planning to run the, the cherry blossom. Cherry blossom yeah, I was miler. looking for you and yeah, looking for you. No, well, Farley. There was a surprise party that uh, Julie and friends threw me on Saturday night. So uh, I, I came into a buddy's house thinking I'd just hang out and watch the a half of uh, one of the games one of the final four games and ended up uh, going to the state theater for uh, listening to a band and staying out later than I'd wanted or hope, but had a great time. Anyways, cherry blossom didn't happen. Hopefully everybody had a great time well, out there. Well, the cherry blossom didn't no, happen it did. for you. <laughs> yeah, it actually did happen. Yeah. Hope others people had a great time out there. It was very windy. Windy, windy. So I guess it, there, there'll be other cherry blossoms. But that was a great time, but... My uh, birthday also, uh, you know, my birthday celebration continued on and on. And that's why I'm like, I'm ready for it to be over. You know, I hate on Facebook, people like say happy birthday. They have their, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, what do you say to, I, I, I don't know what to say, say to people. So I don't know that you have to respond to that. I just, you know, I don't you just know. like the comment? I guess. I don't know. But I really appreciate. Wait, aren't you teaching a course on social media? Yeah. I feel like you should have an answer for <laughs> I know. this. Uh, I think the. The answer is what Doc said. The, just like the comment. The reason the reason he doesn't say is because this is going to be on the final exam, and he has some students yeah. listening to the podcast. <laughs> exactly. But you know, th- so but it's just too much. And at some point, it's like you know what? Everybody has a birthday every year. Like enough with the birthday thank yous or shout outs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, but, so next year nobody wished Farley a happy birthday. Yeah, I don't need it. It's it's fine. I appreciate it, but it's like thank you, but it was it it was a lot. So. <sighs> I enjoyed it, but I didn't need it to be all about me so the whole week. The opposite, the opposite reaction is nobody ever wishes me happy birthday on my <laughs> birthday. Uh, and I would love for people to, to remember my birthday, but well, I'm like Eeyore. Well, uh, when, Doc's, for when Doc's birthday comes up, we're going to have a massive celebration. Uh, so one of the things we did uh, this week for this whole birthday thing was I uh, went to the doctor with Julie and we found out, or we didn't find out at the time, the gender of our kid. Am I finding out the gender of your kid on air? You are. Yes, you are. So, so am I. So, it's like we've learned nothing. So they seal an envelope, and I take the envelope, and I do my run over to Georgetown Cupcake. Phenomenal customer experience at cupcakes. Georgetown Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal. Get your cupcakes. Phenomenal experience. You know, I... I think that's another podcast docs, but I have to say that line is super long and I don't understand people who wait in that line. They're just forever. cupcakes. I know. They're yeah. just cupcakes. I but think baked and wired is better cupcakes. Anyways, I had a great experience. I have to thank Georgetown Cupcake. Mm-hmm. Did my run over to Georgetown. No line. Go in, give them the sealed envelope the day before my birthday, and they are going to make a gender reveal cupcake. All wow. the kids all the kids are doing it these days. Was this your idea or Julie's? Julie's idea. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they make six cupcakes and Why six. Well, I had a few different people I needed to do this experience six, with six kids. <laughs> yeah. No, we got to do the experience with a few different people. Okay. You know, you got to go. My, oh, 
FaceTime my brother in, FaceTime my sister, so you're doing her that, parents. You're doing that to pretend like with each of the each of the six people that they're the <laughs> first ones the first and ones this is the only know. ones to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Wait, exactly. so was it the gender reveal like a pink or blue right, frosting? Oh, it no, was inside. Inside. Okay. So you slice open the cupcake and then you see either a pink or a blue. What was your music choice for the background? No music, actually. Yeah, Joanna, what would you have? Something, what would you something very dramatic with a nice build-up crescendo, so yeah. that you know. I should have. I should have told you beforehand. That would have been. Finally, did you do a terrible drum roll on the table? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I should have done both those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, did you're going to have to redo it. No. So <laughs> I did. You, I would say do it for child number two, but child number two is always neglected. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. There's going to be no Georgetown two, cupcakes yeah. for child number two. So we I, we get the uh, get the cupcakes the next day uh, after uh, you know which was on my birthday. We had six of them. We take them home. Julie and I cut the cupcake open, and I was pretty sure that there was going to be a pink filling. For the first, for the past, like I don't know, two or three months, mm-hmm. Julie was sure it was a blue filling. Mm-hmm. Cut the cu- cupcake open, and Julie was right, blue filling. Really, it's a boy. Yep, boy. So James Christopher Farley the fourth is on his way. Coming August. Yeah, so that was exciting for us. Uh, very cool. This gender reveal thing. I didn't. I wasn't all about it initially, but. It was actually a fun experience, so I would uh, highly recommend it. Even without the music. <laughs> or the drum roll, yeah. So my birthday is over, but thank you to all the Facebook people, and thank you for... for <laughs> That's not what it sounded like at yeah. the beginning. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure that they know that I do appreciate it. Yeah, and if you want to wish me a happy birthday, <laughs> I am You're more fine? than okay with that. You're yeah. fine, okay. It's not a birthday, though. No, it's not till September. All right, this week in Clarendon Construction, it's a bittersweet week because this is going to be your last official rendition of the Clarendon Construction. This is the end? This is the end. I mean, we had the exterior where you gave us the great updates. Mm-hmm. I did the interior. I don't or know if we my got update. the so-so updates. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if my <laughs> updates were very good, but, but uh, it's actually uh, done. Uh, Inspector signed off on Inspector everything. Inspector signed off on it. Uh, Inspector Gadget. We officially opened on my birthday. That's a great birthday yeah. present for you. Yeah, I know. So, uh, again, a pack of Cupcakes birthday. and a store. <laughs> I know. So, we are officially open for business. Uh, the shoe wall, I think, is, is the highlight of the new space. Beautiful shoe wall done by this company called Carbon. Uh, it's a steel shoe wall that is very beautifully lit. Highlights the product effectively, beautifully. Uh, men's on one side, women's on the other. So I would highly recommend coming and seeing that. That was one of the, the finishes that happened in this past week since we've last spoken. Uh, the uh, treadmill and the gate analysis area is is has, has finally been finished as well. And so we're ready for you to come in and, and actually get a gate analysis versus where we we can we couldn't do the full gate analysis in the old space, mm. and uh, the uh, the the mannequins I think really make the space as well. So we've got almost two dozen mannequins in there. You wow. can count them. That's a lot. Yeah, they have a a, a couple few dozen <laughs> yeah. mannequins. Yeah. So, uh, and just you know, just a very well lit, beautiful space. Very proud a to clean call. wallet space. Yes, so it's open. People it's are open. shopping yep. there now. People are shopping, and I'm very proud to call that my neighborhood running store. And it's uh, it's awesome. Come check it out. All right, this week in the news, all the news in running. That's meaningful to the hosts. Last week, we talked about Lenny Bernstein's article in the Washington Post. Still haven't heard from Lenny, mm. uh, but he can tweet us at Pace the Nation if he wants to talk about his article that he wrote about buying your shoes online being a lot cheaper than he, buying them in store. He probably hasn't caught up on the show. He's probably no. back on like episode 44, <laughs> oh, 45. Yeah. He'll call us soon enough. Uh, there was a 
retort to his Washington Post article, uh, Pat Sweeney, owner of Fleet Feet Sports in Sacramento, who owns one of the specialty run stores out there, one of the Fleet Feets out there in Sacramento, he uh, wrote his own article in the uh, Washington Post. I think it's an op-ed. I'm not sure what an mm-hmm. op-ed is. Mm-hmm. But but get us a, give us your best guess. It's probably a an area in the newspaper that, that you're allowed to, you know, as a reader contribute your opinion that's correct okay. so what do you think op ed means op operations education yes yeah okay so uh so sweeney <laughs> wrote an article about joanna uh, wants to joanna just wants to make sure that we're not all ignorant she's about to quit the show <laughs> well, um, she wants to make sure that that we say what it is it's, um op-ed is uh what's printed on the page opposite of the editorial page oh, so okay. op-ed okay yeah all right i won't forget that thank which you which is which is typically commentary like features and stuff. Okay. Well, uh, Sweeney uh, wrote a passionate article for the Washington Post this week about why small independent running stores are the lifeblood of the running community. So I thought that was a really good article by Pat. Uh, He mentioned Pacers running in there, so I appreciate that. Uh, Just one quote from there. He said, what drives us isn't offering products at a lower cost. He writes, he never will, never have one on win on price and they don't want to. Thank you very much. That's a race to the bottom that offers no prize. So as a specialty run store, we're definitely not trying to compete on price. Uh, We're doing a lot of things to compete on service and community work. Also today in the news, we had a world record. I mentioned earlier it was either a U.S. record or a world record, but it was a world record. Is it both? It uh, is a U.S. and (laughs) world record, yes, Mm because a New Hampshire boy sets the 5K world record for 10-year-olds when he ran 17:24 at the C5K in Concord, New Hampshire. Wow. Uh, so that is a 5K world best for 10-year-olds, 17:24. He beat the old record that was 17:48 uh, set in 2000 by William Plummer. This guy, is, his name is Aiden Cox. So Aiden Cox now is your world record holder. And the 5K for 10 years old. When Joanna, you- is he on your, your fantasy 5K team? <laughs> Uh, no, I I should have picked him. You should have picked him last week. When you guys were ten years old, were you running five Ks? No, I yeah I think was. I I was, but nowhere near the time seventeen twenty four. Well, I if you were, then he would have beaten <laughs> your world <laughs> record. That's a good point. All you, right, Joanna. Oh, I definitely wasn't. When did I'd, you when did you start running high school? Uh yeah, well I did track when I was younger, but I I thought a 400 was the longest race in the world, mm-hmm. so I definitely didn't do anything longer. I mean 1724. I, can't, I honestly I cannot run a 1724 right now. Oh, I there's could just, never. There's so. zero zero chance I could run a 1724. So glad I didn't run the uh C5K uh last week. Is that that would've been rough getting beat by a 10-year-old. Well, I mean, he would have been so far in front of you, you wouldn't have realized <laughs> That's it. That's true. That's true. That's a good point, Docs. Uh, finally, in the news today, we mentioned Docs had his foot in some ice. So what's going on with your running? <laughs> this is in the news <laughs> This is in the news now, now yeah. Um, I am doing some maintenance okay. on my, my left heel. So which nothing is, to worry about. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you mentioned it, that we were worried when you mentioned it to Thurston that you wanted him to <laughs> cut it short, cut it short seven miles. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut my training short, so I need the race to be cut short. <laughs> um, we're monitoring right now. Okay. I'm, I'm um, not at 100%. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But we'll you've see, been running this week? I ran today. Okay. Yeah. And you're still on track to do the uh, April 24th. I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> I've, told you, I've told you every week I'm not doing that. Okay. All right. Well, you're on track to get into your uh, your uh, training program, which starts in about a couple months, right? Correct. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Also, we have a fine location in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, there on Palmer Square, you can check out uh, us in New Jersey if you're in that area as well. This week, I wanted to mention, guys, I want to do a, a promotion. So listen Ooh, up here. a promotion. I want you guys to check out the runpacers.com backslash Pacers Spring Lookbook 2016, okay? Oh, my goodness. That's a long link. It <laughs> is a long link. You so put you that can, link on our podcast page? Yeah, so maybe maybe we can tweet that uh, out yeah, at, at Pace the Nation. We'll tweet it. What I'm not going to tweet out, though, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a look into our new store. It, it actually shows pictures of the uh, shoe wall that I was talking about. 
uh, and you can buy some products there. What I'm not going to tweet out, and this is for listeners only of the show, is the discount code that I'm going to give you right now. Nice. A discount code. Don't, don't share it with a non-listener. Yeah, so if you're listening to the show, you can buy anything on our website, uh, on our Pacers running website, at 20% off, full price stuff, and use the code PODCAST20, and you will get a discount on anything you buy on the uh, Pacers uh, running website. So you can check out the new spring looks, buy some stuff there. You can also check out uh, anything else that's on the site. And that coupon will be good for a week, starting April 11th through April 17th. So starting Monday when you're hearing the show to April 17th. Yeah, Sorry for all those binge listeners yeah. that, are, that are listening to this in June. Yeah, so thank you to uh, Pacers Running, the uh, sponsor of this podcast. So, Joanna, I was worried... When you told me you were going to Dr. Beck's today. That is cause for concern. It is cause for concern. I've got... Is Dr. My... Beck's uh, code for drinking German beer? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dr. Beck is a uh, a doctor in Boston who does, what, physical therapy, chiropractic, little of both? Yeah, ART too. ART. Mm-hmm. And so I've got Docs over here with his foot in a uh, ice bucket mm-hmm. and you going to... Uh, our local buddy, Dr. Beck, uh, for uh, some maintenance. So what's going on with your running and your injury? So um, I always have trouble with my right side. So typically, you know, I say that I get injured once a year, and it's usually something to do with my right side. So um, I have not taken a day off since December 11th. Streak. Streak, Wow. Hold on. Yeah. yeah, She's burying the lead here. (laughs) So you have run every day. Since December 11th. Every day, yeah. So wow. far, at least um, at least four miles every day. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Okay. So, um, my like my right side was just starting to bug me just from, from all that running and not taking any days off. So, I just went to see Dr. Beck just to get kind of realigned and, and my hip flexors are just really tight. So, he was loosening them up for me. I just need to like roll more and, and do my, right. my little exercises. We all know that we should. Yeah. And then it just takes, you know, a week of just like my whole right side feeling awful. And then I'm like, ah, I need to do something about this. Well, that is impressive that, uh, so hopefully he's getting you sorted out because that's impressive since December 11th. December 11th. Yeah. Wow. Well, I took a day off Sunday. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I am thoroughly impressed four miles or more. So you're putting yourself out there. I know. Now I've made the claim. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is also how Trip will find out that I haven't taken wow. a day off in that long. <laughs> Man, okay. Well, does he tell you to take days off? Well, Trip is my coach, I know. and I have, and he does tell me to take days off. Mm. And then I, I just, I never say that I have, but I never say that I haven't. Mm. So mm. now we'll find out if he listens to the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Trip. <laughs> well, Chris, how's your running going? Oh. <laughs> took uh, a day off on Sunday. Yeah, yeah took a day off on Sunday, and I'm, I'm getting ready for. Uh, yeah, I'm getting ready for Boston, and looking forward to. I feel pretty good. You know, feeling pretty good. Hopefully, I'll put it out there. I'm going to run close to 250 or a little under 250. Love to break 250. But uh, we'll say that course is... But at is, least you break three hours. I'll break three hours, for sure. Mm-hmm. Keep that streak alive. More or less. <laughs> I'll be there to verify. All right, you will be, yeah. <laughs> or you can look on the... Uh, or you can look just on the website, you know, mm-hmm. in the result page. Like every other one that I've run. All right, guys. I hope I didn't talk too much about myself this week on the program. More or less than average. It was average, okay. No, right. I'm saying more or less than you than average. It was more or less. No, I'm asking. Oh, I thought it was more than average. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you have an appreciation for what <laughs> average is. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate uh, the listeners humoring me at least and and hanging in there for this week's show. My birthday edition, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, also, want to uh, thank Bob Thurston, USATF course certifier. Hey, if you're interested in measuring courses, helping them out, you can uh, reach out to the show. We'll get you in touch with Bob. Uh, I think he cleared some stuff up for us. So, thank you, Bob, for joining us on the program. My two uh, co hosts are healthy and, and running for the most part. So, uh, keep us updated on that progress, too, guys. And uh, we're a week away from Boston and two weeks away from our uh, 
Happy first year anniversary anniversary party. party. So we will see everybody April twenty second. For Joanna E. Russo, William E. Docs, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.